to be a dancer. I just love music and movement and seeing those two together in every form of dance. I really thought that would be something I would enjoy doing uh, professionally. Hello, and welcome to Agnes Scott College's new podcast, Journeys to Leadership, where we will explore the paths of inspiring women leaders from around the globe. I'm Leo Katie Zak, president of Agnes Scott and the host of this podcast. I hope that through these stories, you, our leaders of today and tomorrow, will not only be encouraged by our guests, but will also be inspired to take the next step in your own journey. Today's guest is no stranger to the leadership spotlight. She has served six terms as the mayor of Decatur, Georgia, originally taking office in 2016. She serves as chair of the board of the National Civic League and is a member of the Federal Policy Council, the Environmental and Natural Resources Committee, and serves as a member of the board of directors of the Georgia Municipal Association. She received her bachelor's from Texas Christian University and an MS in nutrition from the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. She is a graduate of Leadership DeKalb and the Atlanta Regional Commission Regional Leadership Institute. She has taught nutrition, provided nutrition counseling services, and worked as a clinical dietitian at Georgia State University and Emory University Health Services. She is interested in health policy, particularly related to access to healthy foods, equity, environmental policies, active lifestyle, and the role of local government in fostering healthy, equitable, and vibrant communities. Please join me in welcoming Mayor Patty Garrett. Hello, Mayor Garrett. Welcome to Journeys to Leadership. It's such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. On Journeys to Leadership, we know that leadership doesn't just happen. It is a journey. During our time together today, we want to explore your journey, the ups, the downs, the surprises, all of it. Well, as much as we can fit in today's segment. So let's just jump right in. Um, you're currently the mayor of Decatur, Georgia, but where did you grow up and what was that like? So I actually grew up in a small town in East Texas, Longview, Texas, and I am a middle child. I have an older brother and a younger brother, uh, but I have to say growing up as the only um, girl in the family, I was never made to feel like that I couldn't accomplish what my brothers could accomplish just because I was female. So I am happy that my parents encouraged me in every way to do well in school and to succeed. And so I, I know that that's not always the case. Uh, certainly wasn't the case when I was growing up, that women were, uh, there were many more women that were doing more traditional kinds of jobs and not going into, uh, into the workplace. Well, I'm the youngest and a big believer in birth order. Um, so I'm curious, when you were growing up in that environment, what did you think you would be when you grew up? Well, it's so interesting because I wanted to be a dancer. I just love music and movement and seeing those two together in every form of dance. I really thought that would be something I would enjoy doing uh, professionally. But I think 
reality of not quite ha having enough talent to become a dancer, I learned that my role would be to support the arts and enjoy the arts and um, do things like dancing for fun. But yeah, you clearly have talent in many, many ways. In particular, you then went on to decide to focus on nutrition. You made a change. How did you decide on that path? Right. Um, actually, when I started college, I thought I wanted to major in um, economics. I had taken some classes in high school, and I was really fascinated in how both macro and microeconomics affect our everyday lives as well as policy. And so I think it was that interest in policy as well as uh, an interest in science. And I took a nutrition course just as an elective and had a wonderful teacher. I think that goes to show how influential teachers can be who just brought this subject alive and I think was ahead of her time in terms of the progressive role that healthy eating and nutrition could play in our lives and the marriage of nutrition and science and policy. And so that's how I ended up in, um, in a nutrition degree program. Then another transition to politics. And we know it can be a very difficult road for women in politics. Oftentimes, you know, people talk about the fact that people don't choose it. People are encouraged and asked, especially women. Um, how did you decide to go into politics? Well, I was encouraged and asked. As you mentioned, I had been active in, um, in my local neighborhood and had taken on some leadership roles in neighborhood organizations. And I had been active in my profession with respect to policy and leadership roles. And uh, there was a seated commissioner who was not running for re-election who I knew. I attended some city commission meetings and I also knew the mayor at that time. And they both encouraged me to run and said that they thought that I listened to community members and that they felt like that I would be a collaborative thoughtful member of the city commission. And so uh, I guess kind of the rest is history. I was elected in 2009 to the city commission. And um, it was not something I had on my radar screen, and I gave it a lot of thought, but it's something that I have never regretted taking that step. Can you tell us what it was like to run? Um, was it was it scary? Uh, were you know you concerned about losing? Uh, were you concerned about winning? What was it like? It was a little scary uh, because you know the first thing I had to do uh, was organize a team, and I felt like there were people in the community that could support me in a lot of different ways, and uh, it requires some financial resources, although certainly not to the level that we see happening now in politics, thank goodness. And uh, because it was an open seat, there were, um, I, I did have someone uh, that was running in opposition. And so I had to figure out ways, who, who was a friend whom I res respected then and I respect now. And so we, I had to figure out ways to maybe uh, distinguish myself from the person who was running and the, the gifts and talents that I might bring and the perspective that I might bring, um, first of all, as a female to the city commission and also 
um, someone maybe who was a little older than uh, my opposition and had had, had a few uh, different types of experiences. But um, I did find uh, at that time, I mean, it, it sort of energizes you. Decatur is small enough that I knocked on a lot of doors, met a lot of people. My husband helped me. My my campaign manager was a graduate of Agnes Scott College, and so that was really helpful. Because so you had the very best. That's right. I had the very best campaign manager ever, and so um, she helped a lot with knowing some people in the uh, neighborhood and um Plus, you're right. Agnes Scott just prepares you to do a lot of different things and her organizational skills and her um, ability to just be a sounding board to me then and now was extremely helpful. I think having those people who support you, um, who can be your sounding board is so important. But there are also the people along the way who inspire you. Um, Do you have any people in particular that inspired you along the way? Absolutely. I think we all have mentors and people who inspire us. And I had um, a department chair when I was on the uh, faculty of the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga before I moved to Decatur, who was a a female and was uh, a collaborative leader and just a a real inspiration and mentor to me early in my career that uh, provided a lot of positive feedback and support, and she uh, soon became dean, and uh, she was still there, and I could always depend on her. And another person that I think really inspired, inspired me was my maternal grandmother. She was a teacher. She graduated from college, and my great-grandfather actually moved to a small town in Louisiana that had... Um, it was Ruston, Louisiana, has a technical or has Louisiana Tech, a university, so that all of his children could go to college. And so his daughters and sons all went to college. And so my grandmother was such a great role model. She graduated from college. She was a wonderful math and algebra teacher. And I was the only granddaughter, and we had a really special relationship, so I think I would count her uh, in that list for sure. You mentioned the importance of a mentor in your life, and people often wonder, oh, if I only had a mentor. How did that come about? Was that something you asked for? Did that person just undertake being your mentor? Is it something that you now do for others? Can you tell us a little bit about your mentorship process? Sure. I think in my case, it was uh, just someone who was there that I made a connection with and that was a a natural sort of a process where I was in my career. But having taught at the university level and worked particularly with graduate students, I feel like that that gave me the opportunity then to mentor students at a time in their career where they were making decisions and learning. And I feel really fortunate that I've been able to mentor students. And um, I love to see them out in the world and and, uh, being successful in their own right. And I, I think as the now seasoned city commission member as mayor, I hope I've been able to also mentor some of the newer commission members as they come on board. You know, people have sought me out, but I think it's our responsibility as leaders to seek 
people out that we feel like we can provide that mentorship as well. Well, I have to say, as a, a newish president to Agnes Scott College, um, you have been a wonderful mentor to me. And as soon as I came to Decatur, you reached out and have just been a wonderful partner. So uh, you clearly pay it forward. And I want to thank you for that personally, um, and also on behalf of Agnes Scott and all the people I know that you reach out to and mentor along the way. Let me ask you a little bit about leadership. We all often wonder about where do people find their leadership skills? Uh, where do you look for your leadership skills? Do you read books? Do you watch webinars? How do you find your leadership skills? I do watch webinars, and I also really like books on leadership and attending conferences where uh, there, there are roundtables and discussions about leadership and leadership styles. And, and particularly now about how to be a good leader in you know, times like this in a pandemic, but also in a time where we are significantly recognizing some of the inherent and unconscious bias that as a white female, I need to pay particular attention to. But in terms of reading, I'm currently reading Barack Obama's A Promised Land. And it's just so inspiring because he, I mean, you feel like you're having a conversation with him and you clearly get a picture of his sense of purpose and also his sense of humor. I mean, he, uh, I, that he could really cut the tension in a room with a sense of humor. And I think as a leader, if we don't have a sense of humor, it's going to be a tough road. And so I'm finding that to be particularly inspiring. And, and you also get a bird's eye view, I guess, into some of the really challenging decisions that he had to make. And also sometimes where he um, had to compromise to, I don't think compromise his principles at, in any way, but compromise to get something done for uh, the whole, the betterment of the whole. Well, there are many lessons there. And we all have those days, and you must, um, responsible for the whole city, um, everything from the people to the property. What motivates you? You must have some of those days where you're thinking, oh my goodness, um, what motivates you? Well, sometimes a good walk will motivate me, you know, just a time to sort of clear my head or um, to talk to some other people as a sounding board. Um, but, you know, I'm also motivated by the work ethic that I see in the part of the leadership in the city of Decatur and the ability to uh, problem solve and also just the dedication that they have to the city for uh, doing the right thing from, you know, the employees to the senior staff to my fellow commissioners. You know, it really motivates me to do my best when I see so many people working uh, for the good. And also I meet, you know, meet people uh, that are residents that want to keep Decatur a place where people want to live, work, and play and to be able to listen to people and, and hear the uh compliments, but also to hear the concerns. And so how can we do something better and to be responsive to those? So I think as leaders, we, we have to learn to 
to be responsive when we're doing um, what we think is the right thing and be responsive when we think we may be doing the right thing, but we may need to uh, shift the focus of the perspective sometimes. As you've taken this impressive journey, is there anything that surprised you about yourself? I think it's um, how much I really enjoy it has been a little bit surprising. You know, I, this was not something I've been in leadership positions, but this is a, a different type of leadership position. And I think that um, I really enjoy doing this. And uh, that's been not not surprising because I, I wanted to do it and wanted to be a part of the city, but just the level of sort of pride and satisfaction that I get from being able, having the honor of being the mayor of the city of Decatur. It motivates me and sometimes I just feel that I'm really lucky to be in this position. And my journey here is a little bit surprising. So I'm, I'm going to ask, is there something you wish you knew when you were graduating from college that you know now? It's a really great question. I think what I wish I knew was that I wish I had been a little more willing to take risks when I graduated from college. So uh, I think that the older I've gotten, the more I'm, I really feel like I should step out and uh, be willing to take a risk. And I think that that's one thing that I see in young female leaders now is that ability and desire to step out and step in and um, to be leaders and to become, and there are a lot of opportunities to become leaders at a young age and to be willing to make those steps forward. So I think that would be, that's probably when I look back, I think I, I wish I had, had thought about getting involved in, in public service earlier because I think I, something I really enjoy and I feel like that, um, that I'm good at it. And so, you know, I moved to Chattanooga, I mean, moved from Chattanooga here 20 years ago. If someone had said, you may be mayor of the city of Decatur, <laughs> I would have thought, where, where would you get that idea, you know? And so I think it's just that willingness to take risk and um, become leaders and, and trust their instincts. Well, I will say you are good at it. And um, as we're running out of time today, I do want to ask you, what are you excited about as you look toward the future? I'm really excited. We are in the middle of our uh, 2030 strategic plan, our vision for the next 10 years. And we've identified four specific areas that we really want community input on. And so it, and it gives us the opportunity when we look at climate change, when we look at transportation and, and mobilization, um, affordable housing and equity as the four areas. I think it identifies us both um, opportunities and challenges. And so where can we go in the next 10 years and what's next on the horizon? And so, um, and that's exciting, you know, to see where we are now, but what the possibilities are, because we know like every city, we have challenges to to meet, especially in those four areas. And I appreciate partners like Agnes Scott that are working with us on climate change and um, 
really all of those areas, equity and recognizing the need that we need more affordability in the city of Decatur and that we need different ways to get around in the city of Decatur and have more uh, bike lanes and pedestrian access. So uh, I think those are all opportunities for the entire community to grow and flourish together. Well, it has been such a pleasure having you on the show. Are there any last words of encouragement or advice you'd like to give to our listeners? I think I'll just close with uh, what I said before, what I'd like, wish I had known before I graduated is don't be afraid to step out and into leadership because you'll be glad you did. Mayor Garrett, thank you so much. That was such a wonderful conversation. To our listeners, I hope you're encouraged and inspired. Mayor Garrett's journey is one of many that we can't wait to share with you. Thank you for joining us. I also want to thank our producer, Sydney Perry, for making this podcast possible. I am Leo Katia Zak, and this is Journeys to Leadership. Looking for more content? Check out Leading Everywhere, the Agnes Scott College podcast a show that shares the stories of the campus community students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.